Just a couple throws that he'd like to have back. Kevin Stefanski's going for the knockout punch, fourth and inches. Good evening and welcome to the fourth and inches podcast with your hosts, Stuart Love, Sukti Puni, Ryan Edwardson, and Alex Grazier. Hello again and welcome once more to the 4th and Inches podcast. My name is Ryan Edwardson and we are pretty much on the eve of the new NFL season. How on earth did that happen? Today we're going to bring you a full season's preview as we try to go around the league in 80 minutes-ish. Uh, joining me on this epic quest are two of my favourite people. First up, we have the insurmountable font of footballing knowledge that is... Mr. Sukdeep Puni. Sukdeep, you've already kind of been introduced back into football with the restart of the NCAA season. Yeah. How are you finding it? Is, is the water nice and warm in there? It's, it's exhausting. Um, <laughs> I mean, I did I did a two-hour pod yesterday. Um, I just seem to be really busy at the minute, and that's not including home life and work. So, yeah, it's just all up and go. But I really enjoyed um, week one. Obviously, we did have week zero of the college football season. Uh, but it's very limited in the games. But week one was just absolutely amazing. I mean, so many different stories to tell. Um, you know, you got the Notre Dame Florida State game, which is amazing. We had um, Clemson lose to Georgia. Um, you know, which Clemson in a very tricky situation now for the college playoffs already, even after week one, because the schedule is so easy that it's going to be hard for them to be catapulted into the top four as a result of that. So some massive implications this week and a lot of quarterbacks um, who we're going to be talking about next year, not really doing themselves any favors um, in terms of their draft stock and even the Heisman trophy. So you've got Spencer Rattler, Sam Howell had relatively poor games, poor showing. So it's, it's going to be an interesting one this year for sure. Oh, there's definitely a lot going on. If you understood anything that Sukdeep said, then make sure you've checked out the, uh, NCAA week one recap that should be up now. That's the, the pod you were talking about, isn't it, Sook? Yeah, it should be up any day. Um, so recording this podcast Tuesday evening should be up by Wednesday morning, hopefully. Yeah, sounds good. And joining me on the edge of the pool, ready to take a leap back into those nice, cool, refreshing waters that we call the regular season. It's the boy wonder, Alex Grazier. How are things going, Alex? I'm doing mighty fine. Excited for the NFL season to start because that's where... That's the only part of knowledge I have. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm doing great. Um, obviously, Britball's season has ended. Uh, so, I'm obviously stopped playing then. So, we finished We finished two and two. So, that was good. Scored a touchdown on the, uh, on the last game. So, just thought I'd add nice. that in there. Uh, nice. <laughs> but now, excited to get, get into the NFL season, talking about the NFL season. And some massive news has been happening recently. So, yeah. No, definitely. I mean, I think I think we're all ready to dip back into the NFL season. Hopefully, this is a sign of you know life returning to normal after last year's fun and games. But I think we're we're here for one reason and one reason only: this to get everybody ready, raring to go for the beginning of this NFL season. So let's get things started off. And where better to start off on the hottest day of September possibly ever than in the frigid north of America? Well, we'll go to the AFC North. 
which last year was a particularly strong division. Looks like it's going to repeat that feat again to me. We had the Steelers, Browns and Ravens last year all fighting for the playoffs with 11 win seasons. We had Joe Burrow fighting for his life behind an O-line. I always look forward to the AFC North. I mean, we'll hit the Steelers first. Steelers have got a bit of a changed O-line, lost a couple of big hitters on defense. They're no longer Doc Dupree or Mike Hilton. TJ Watts not practicing. Alex, how are you viewing the Steelers? Stuart loves Steelers. Sorry, Stuart. As as we enter 2021. I think they're not going to go for that massive 11-0 start like they did last year. I mean, uh, they've, had a, they've had a lot of uh, Ross especially as you mentioned uh, with their offensive line and they've got their, they've got a new running back with Najee Harris. You can't mm-hmm. run if there's no offensive line, but I think a highlight of their preseason was their second round tight end, Pat, who I thought showed some great, uh, great run blocking. If, if I, but I think the Steelers aren't going to be on the top of the, the off top of the division, in my opinion, but you cannot ignore that elite defense, you know, words, T what, with Minka Fitzpatrick, it's their defense is it will still be elite regardless of their regardless of the people that have. So I think that is definitely something to watch when it comes to the Steelers. But I think really um, how their success will go depends on Chase Claypool. If I'm being totally honest, because it will be interesting if you agree. I don't think Juju, I don't think Deontay Johnson, like those guys that can carry you to a good season, whereas I think Chase Claypool does. So mm-hmm. I think if Big Ben and Chase get that sort of going, then it's looking like a great upside for the Steelers. <laughs> they be expecting to win division at all. Hmm. I fully expect them to be challenging for a playoff spot still, to be honest. I mean, especially with the extra base now for, you know, the... AFC and NFC teams to get into the playoffs. Um, it all depends on yeah, if Big Ben can stay fit, number one. Um, he's not the most mobile quarterback. He never has been. But obviously, in his most recent injury problems, it's going to be even more interesting. Um, obviously, the lost Sack Banner uh, to injury and, you know, like you say, the, the big retirements as well on the offensive line is going to have a massive impact. But I still think still think they have a plan in place um, and I think they're not miles away because they've got a good defence. Um, majority of that defence is still in play for this season, although obviously TJ Watt had his issues, um, shall we say, he'll suit up week one and I think the Steelers will be fine. I think it's hard to pick out the three teams who's going to win that division, but I can see easily all three getting into the playoffs as well. Um, that's not me trying to just give an easy answer. I honestly believe that <laughs> Those three teams, um, bar the Bengals, um, are going to be contenders. No, I agree. I think I agree. It's, it's going to be between those three. I think Mike Tomlin always gives you an edge as a Steelers fan. Oh, interesting. He's got the experience. He's, he's got yeah. you there. I, yeah. I think that it's, gonna, it's gonna, probably going to take him over the Ravens or the Brat. Well, also, we'll, we'll look at the Ravens. So the Ravens have lost J.K. Dobbins pretty close to the season. And Rashad Bateman and Hollywood Brown have either been injured or have hardly practiced. Is this going to be a Lamar Mark Andrews connection? Is that going to be able to take the Ravens um, through? Do you think? I mean, when have, when have the Ravens ever needed a running back anyway? You know, um, <laughs> uh, at, the, at the end of the day, they they can fill someone in for that hole. I understand they're they're even they've been talks with Le- Le'Veon Bell, maybe even Todd Gurley, a couple of other experienced veterans to add to the backfield. So. Um, Gus Edwards is a decent running back. He's been around for a good few years, and I think he's got he's still got that engine room to 
be a success, but they obviously don't rely solely on the running game. They rely on Lamar and his legs. Um, so it'll be interesting because you kind of want to take the pressure off Lamar as well, uh, not risk mm. him getting injury. Because, you know, look, up until now, he's been quite fortunate not to get that injury, you know. But, um, you know, like so many quarterbacks with his style of play do. But for me, once again, the, the Ravens and the Steelers, we always talk about them every year. They're always going to contend, aren't they? They always have that. Even if you think their roster seems a bit unusual or they've not drafted well, for some reason or another, they always seem to pick out some good players. Their defence is still... Um, it's halfway decent. They've got a good offensive line. They've actually stolen Villanueva from uh, the Steelers. So that'll be an interesting matchup when they do play each other. Um, so for me, that their weak point is their receiving court. Um, I've not been the biggest Marquise Brown fan uh, from where he was drafted. Um, no, he's not I'm, what they need him to be, is he? No, they've added... Sammy Watkins on, who is, again, you know, he's sort of hit yeah. and miss. Um, so they may have to rely on Lamar and his legs and, and, and Mark Andrews, like you say. But I think, I personally think the Steelers are better than the Ravens. If you're going to, if you're going to look yeah. at, if I look at their roster, I, I prefer the Steelers roster than the Ravens, but yeah. they've got Lamar as the X factor, haven't they? That's true. Is that going to be enough, Alex? Is having Lamar going to be enough to tip mm. the Ravens through? I think if, if I think Lamar's a, is an amazing athlete. No one can, even if you put a QB container or a spy on him. And as you mentioned with the running back injuries, they're going to rely. They, they were the top team in percentage. So they ran a lot more than they did pass. It was nearly above 52%. The only other team coming second with the two teams have in common. They have dire receiving calls last year. And obviously with Rashad Batman getting injured, Hollywood Brown as well, not really living up to expectations. Sneed mm. is only serviceable as well. And if you look, they, they did lose that moment of the Chiefs who they traded away. I think they're going to have to rely on that play-action game even more, you know. And that's why I think Mark Andrews comes in. And I think that'll just be enough to get them moving offensively. But defensively, the Ravens are always slept on. Their secondary, I think, is borderline the best in the league, if I'm being totally honest. Their secondary are ball hawks. They they cause fumbles, and let's let's not forget who they who they have on the defensive line. You know, with Calais Campbell, and although they've lost Judon, I think that defense is brilliant. So I think the Ravens, I think the Ravens have to rely on Lamar for this offense to work because it's Justice Hill. You've lost J.K. Dobbins. Who's who's your next running back? Gus Edwards and another free agent. So you have to rely on Lamar for the run game because. That's what the Ravens are built on. Yeah, I don't think that's going to be a problem for Lamar. Lamar Lamar's problem has been the past game last year. As long as the defense can keep up with whatever the offense is doing, the Ravens are going to be okay. Uh, every year, I kind of think this is the year that the defense is going to fall off, and they never do. And they added Patrick Queen last year, who just seems to go from strength to strength. So mm. it, it is hard to predict how the, the Ravens are going to do, especially when you've got a team like the Browns coming in. Like the Browns are looking for a bit of consistency. They've, they've been pretty up. I mean, they were down for a while. Now they're up and down. I, th I think double-digit wins, Baker Mayfield getting settled in, that'll be good enough for the Browns this season. I, Browns fans, I would hope, aren't going to be too disappointed if they struggle a little bit compared to last year. But I can't see that happening, to be honest. I mean, to me, they've improved the, the one thing that was bad, which was their poorer secondary. They brought in John Johnson and, and Troy Hill from the Rams. They've got Tat McKinley to offset Miles Garrett. 
the offense seems to be going to strength to strength as Baker improves. I have got a sneaky feeling that the Browns could could come out on top of the Steelers and the Ravens this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. I think um, they're definitely on that upward spiral. The Browns—they're no longer sort of the laughing stock of the AFC or even you know the NFL. Um, they've got a really really good offensive line last year. Help. Baker improved immensely, I thought, last yeah. year as well. Um, they've got a great running game. I mean, an amazing running game. You look at Chubb and Hunt, um, they, they they could be starters, you know, anywhere. And and you've got Demetric Felton as well, who's a pass-catching running back to add to that. You've got fantastic receivers there. Um, obviously, Odell Beckham's had his injury problems, but I think Jarvis Landry is the better receiver out of the two because he's available um, most of the time. No, um Jonathan Peoples-Jones, he came on quite well mm-hmm. last year. I mean, they've got three good tight ends. That I, 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 I'm looking through the roster. It's, just, <laughs> it is. it's, it's hard to see where they're going to go wrong, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and their defence as well. It's, um, it's not mm-hmm. to be... Um, it's just as good as the Steelers um, and the Ravens, you know, uh, if not, you know, could even have a better season. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, for me, I think you definitely put the Browns... For me, they're the favourites to win the division. Um, wow. And then I've got the Steelers second, Ravens third, and then obviously fourth. Um, I mean, does anyone want to talk about the Bengals today? Or uh, I mean, we, we can try. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, just breaking news that I've just had come to me is uh, Drew Chrisman, the punter. Might, might not mean a lot to a lot of people, but he's uh, someone I... Uh, was in touch with quite a bit over the last couple of years when he was in college. Um, he's just been cut from the practice squad. Um, absolute talent of a punter. So, fingers crossed, Drew, if you're listening, you know, hopefully you get um, picked, you know, with, with another team. Um, but, yeah, the Bengals, I mean, a lot, lot of people didn't agree with their, their draft yeah, I choices. Think, I, I think that the taking chase over Sewell is just going to compound. Yeah. Compound them down into the ground again because it's. I mean, there's been a lot of buzz that Chase isn't making the grade. I, I think practice. it's. I, th- I think. I think people are just out there just to get him. To be honest, it's. It's going to be. I'm not saying Jamar Chase is going to have a brilliant season, but for just to out him straight away and say that he's struggling and you know there's no way for him to be a success. I mean. When you've got Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins either side as well, um, there's going to be pressure. Um, def- um, off defenses won't know where to go. Um, That's true. When, when you've got those, those sort of talents in there, so I think as long as as long as but Joe Burrow comes exactly, it, yeah, can yeah. the O line hold him up? But to be honest, I was talking to um, I was talking to a Bengals fan. He, he says the O line has fixed itself now. He says the main issue was the last year they had the wrong coaching staff for the offensive line. Um, they've got the offensive line coach who they, I can't remember his name, but they had him two years. Um, he's come back in uh, to the fold and he's going to make that offensive line much, much better. So he's confident mm-hmm. that those problems have been eradicated. Time will tell. I'm not convinced by it, to be honest. <laughs> no, but, but to be honest with you, I mean, obviously the, the person I spoke to, he's not, He's an honest guy, <laughs> you know. When he comes to, so he's, 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 he's not not, not he's not got the rose tinted glasses on. Yeah, he's, he's not he's not Nick. Bless him, <laughs> Alex. <Hi Nick>. Do, <laughs> Alex, <laughs> Alex, what do you think? Is it going to be the Browns on top and the Bengals on the bottom of this division? I think the Browns championship. Upon being totally honest with you, Ooh. I love that team. 
That's that's a hot take. But that's a hot take. Love it. Love it. That is a hot take. That offense is that offense is near perfect for me. You know, they've got brilliant tight ends that help run game. That means it helps the play action game. You've got receivers. You've got receivers like Donovan Peoples Jones who are speedy. You've got OBJ when healthy. I think is great. I I I reckon. Landry is the best at the receiving core, and Jarvis Landry is great. It's like who do you cover? You split even even the best secondary in the NFL can't cover those targets. And l- not forgetting the run game with Chubb and Hunt, like you said, I just think it's I just think it's really quickly with Bengals. If you take their offensive talent besides the offensive line, you're looking at T Higgins, Tyler Boyd, looking at Joe mm. Mixon. Who was mm-hmm. who was previously a thousand a thousand um, Russian running back? Who's a great yeah. receiving back as well. I know they did release Giovanni Bernard, but offensively, despite their skill positions, are, are really great. It's just it's just yeah. their general manager's decisions that are hard. Mm. Well, I think I was going to say when you were listing off the Browns, then I was like, you can do a similar thing for the Bengals. So what's the difference? Is it just that the Bengals are the Bengals and they'll have a Bengals a year every year? It's just about keeping your quarterback healthy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's that's the, the main the main difference is the and, and 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 the difference is um, obviously you know protecting the running game at the end of the day. Like yeah. Joe Mixon last year was a shadow of his former self, and that was partly due to the run blocking as well. So if if he can if he can get even close to what he's performed previously, um, you know when he, he's had back to back thousand yard seasons prior to last season, then. You know the Bengals could say it's going to help everybody out. Isn't yeah, it? definitely. Yeah, but I see a lot. Oh, I, I see a lot of the teams in this division just beating each other, and it's going to be. Yeah, yeah. I see them being the lower order of the uh, the playoffs, so something like the fourth, fifth, and sixth, or something like that. Yeah, you know? you, well, yeah. that's the problem. You do end up cannibalizing mm. yourself, which is something we can mm. get onto with the NFC West in a little bit. But we'll stay in the North, the NFC North. All eyes have basically been on the Green Bay Packers this offseason with all their quarterback drama. But is it going to be the changing quarterback in Chicago that kind of puts the cat among the pigeons? I mean, you've got the Vikings in there and their defense was terrible. Or is it going to be, you know, Kirk Cousins failing to live up to his potential? And oh, there's the Detroit Lions team as well, apparently. Um, but <laughs> let's stay away from them for a while. The Packers, Rodgers is back. He's going to be determined to make things happen. Is there anybody who's going to get this divisional championship apart from the Packers, Alex? I think it's going to be the Packers. I think people need to realise the Vikings have had a great draft, in my opinion. So I think they're on the upside. But you look at the Green Bay Packers offence, you look at, you know, although David Bakatari is out, you look at Robert Tonyan, you look at you look at Aaron Rodgers, you look at Aaron Jones, you look at Devontae Adams. I think that's I think that's brilliant. I think Aaron Jones is one of the best quarterbacks to ever grace this earth. You know, you look at his touchdowns to interceptions ratio. I don't know it from the top of top of my head, but it's like thirty six to five or or something like that. So Aaron Rodgers takes good care of the football. There's no turnovers because mm-hmm. we all know the Green Bay Packers defense against your beloved Booksuck just fell. You know. Ke- Twice, twice, twice in the season. Twice. I don't like the Green Bay Packers defense, other than maybe the and the mm. the people at the front there. But I I don't really like the Packers defense. I think the Packers defense is holding them back. I think the Bears they've got an obviously with Andy Dalton and Justin Fields. I think you're going to have to rely on David Montgomery there. I think Robinson's um, an underrated receiver. Their oh, defense is still great. You know, Khalil uh, Khalil Mack and. 
Eddie Jackson, etc. So I think it's the Packers division, but I think um, the Vikings, I think the Vikings deserve to be noticed and recognised that they've improved a lot. And let's not forget, they've got Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook, Kirk Cousins, who, um, you know, with his favourite spin. You know, he's, he's <laughs> the <traffic>. worst. <laughs> he is literally. The I worst. I have I actually I have actually said that to him to his face. By the way, <laughs> you are the worst. It, no, no, um, oh. you like that. All right, never mind. Yeah, I'll I'll try the other one and see how that one goes down. Uh, <laughs> I'll I'll just say, Alex, uh, Aaron Rodgers touchdown to interception ratio last year forty eight to five. Wow, insanity, isn't it? I think a lot has been made about the books returning all twenty two starters. I mean, the the Packers surely aren't too far off, especially not on offense. They're going to have another you know powerhouse offensive year, aren't they, Suk? Yeah, hundred um, percent. The problem for the Packers is not. The regular season. The problem is when he gets to the preseason, there's just something there about Aaron Rodgers where he, I just, I, it, might, it might sound bizarre. He's got all the stats in the world, but he just lacks that sort of leadership to mm. grind a win out for his team. I don't even, even when they, it was only the year they won the Super Bowl, frankly, where they were obviously ranked, I think they were ranked six for, um, in the playoff in the playoffs for the NFC and they ended up, you know, winning all their games um, to get to the Super Bowl and then, and then winning it. But this time around in recent years, Rogers just hasn't produced it. And there seems to be a lot of excuses. You know, I haven't got a wide top wide receivers. Mm-hmm. I haven't got a running game. I mean, you've got Aaron Jones, like you said, you've got Devontae Adams, the two of the best players in the NFL. I get some of the receivers that, um, they've got maybe of not the most um, sort of well-known, but they've re-signed Randall Cobb, who, which I think was Aaron Rodgers signing to appease him as well. Um, yeah, I'm so, not sure about that, to be honest. I, I mean, Rodgers may have a good connection with him. I mean, you know, he has in the past when he was at Green Bay, so it very well may, you know, work for them. Um, I see the Packers winning this division quite comfortably. Um, I, I still put the Vikings second just because... Of the quarterback situation, like we discussed, um, I think Andy Dalton is obviously going to start the season. When does Chicago go for Justin Fields? Well, think, that's the key, isn't it? I yeah. Think. And, you know, if they're going for Justin Fields, it's because they're struggling. I mean, unless you're like Miami and you just randomly put two in when you're doing well. Um, <laughs> I don't see any reason why you would replace Andy Dalton if you're on a, if you're on a good run. I, I can kind of see wanting to go for it. I mean, Matt, Matt Nagy, um, Ryan Pace are there, and I, I think they've got to be feeling a little bit wary about you know their jobs coming into the next couple of seasons because unless they can do something in the playoffs, they've made a lot of moves. Like there's the big Khalil Mack move. Now you've got Justin Fields. That's going to get the crowd on your back. If you're like you say, if they're not if they're not performing, and it's offensive again. They're going to have to put Fields in. Alex, what do you, do you think about Justin Fields? Is he going to get a start before week week five? I think it, I think it all depends. Him plays good or bad. I think I think it's I think the Bears franchise want Justin Fields to start. I think it, there's I think there's no denying that. I just think the head coach. I think you know the front office are just are just doing it as a formality. We're putting Andy Dalton in. Just, just to kind of show, we're not putting our rookie QB in first, unlike you know other players like Zach Wilson and Mac Jones. Because I think Justin Fields is 
brilliant. I think Justin Fields is a brilliant quarterback. I don't know why he was really slept on in the draft. So I think I think he'll get a start by week five because if you look at the defenses, mm. Andy Dalton's going up against. I think you need somebody more mobile, you know, and you know can do those read options, triple options, power options, a lot of options basically. If you go if you mm. go with Justin Fields, and he's got a kind of a cannon of an arm. You know, we all saw that viral video with when he was when he was with Ohio. We we all saw that um you know viral thing. So do you agree with me, Salt? Do you agree that uh you know Justin Fields like quarterback for the Bears. Yeah, I mean Justin Fields was my second quarterback um you know in the draft after uh Trevor Lawrence. Um for me I think it's a difficult one with Fields because he, he he did struggle a bit last year in college. So I still think he's not actually ready to be a starter just yet. I still think it's something that I, I agree with the Andy Dalton starting to be honest um i don't think you can rush someone like justin fields into the offense straight away especially looking at the schedule obviously you've got the rams you know the opening day um which is i believe sunday night football um so yeah, you wouldn't you, want to trick him into that would you you don't want you don't want to trick him in that, in that game no definitely not so i think they've got to look at because andy Dolan is a good sort of game managing middle of the road you know QB. He's not. He's not a bad QB, is he? he is yeah, he's not a great who, QB either, is he? Yeah, he won't get. He won't get you to the playoffs, but he won't. He won't give you an zero and sixteen season either. So, I think. I think he's a bridge QB. Dogs. Yeah, yeah. I think. I, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be. Can the Bears? Can the Bears sustain that again this season? I mean, it's probably quite similar for the Vikings. Can I don't think Mike Zimmer can sustain another season like they had last year with a pretty porous defense and i mean they've like we've said they've got great offensive weapons but is the right man pulling the trigger cousins oh. I'm, I'm not a fan no but once again he's if you look at his stat line he's not actually a bad performer no no um it's but he's not gonna win you those where, games yeah he just doesn't win you those important games um that that's the issue that we've had with cousins i mean he's had what, seven and nine season. He's had a mm. ten and five season. Yeah. Uh, um. So sort of middle of the road. I mean, you're looking at sort of eight, seven, and what he's had two, eight, seven, and one season. So, um, <laughs> so one with one with one with Minnesota and one with Washington. So that Jeez. just tells you a lot about him. But he's had he, he he's had winning seasons and he's had you know close to winning seasons. So once again, it's he, he's got Minnesota to the postseason in the past. Um, mm-hmm. They were. Well, they got to their championship game, didn't they? But the Eagles, yeah, yeah, exactly. I think, I think the problem really is the Eagles absolutely destroyed them, hundred um, percent. But yeah, Kirk Cousins once again, he's he's there. He's on a big contract mm. until obviously they can sort of be in a situation where that's not the case. Then they're not going to be looking at QB. I think next year they, they, they potentially might be looking at the QB situation, but the problem for the Vikings is they're not going to be a top 10 pick. But I think the interesting thing is, and we'll obviously go through it in the college podcast, there may not be a consensus number one pick in like QB in the, in the draft. Um, it could end up being one of those strange drafts where you have like three or four in the top 20, but they're not number the top five picks, if that makes I, sense. Yeah, but does that kind of benefit the Vikings? Because they've got a much right. greater chance of getting one. It does, but it doesn't necessarily mean that quarterback is going to translate well, and be yeah, exactly. the answer. So it's it's a risky take. I but personally, then, 
they're not going to have a top. They're not going to have a top ten pick, are they? They're, no. they're going to be middle of the road again. So they they kind of need somebody to fall quite bad for them. Yeah, I, I still see them. I, I see them finishing second in the division behind Green Bay. Um, mm-hmm. Packers comfortably to be winning the division. Vikings behind, and then you got the Bears and the Lions will be uh, Lions. I mean, <laughs> I, I hate to say it, but I think they're going to. I think. I don't know what to expect from them because I don't think Jared Goff is a bad quarterback. I mean, I've seen enough of the LA Rams to know that he is a good system quarterback, you know, with the check downs, as long as he's got an effective running game. But the season's not started very well in the sense that DeAndre Swift's got his injury issues. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not sure on whether he's going to be playing week one. You've got Jamal Williams, who is an experienced back, but he's not the kind of pass-catching running back uh, like DeAndre Swift is, um, really struggling on wide receiver. I mean, having lost Jones and Galloway, Holiday, sorry. Um, yeah. um, I, I uh, can't see them doing anything, really. Yeah, a lot's been know. made of Amon Ra St. Brown, uh, the, the <laughs> wide receiver from USC, but that's a lot of pressure to put on such a young talent. Um, yeah. the, there's nothing on that roster that spells for me that, they're elite in any kind of way, shape, or form, uh, no. defensively or offensively. Um, not at all. But they could be a team that does surprise a few, and they may not be. They're certainly not going to be the worst team in the NFL, but they'll be. I, I think top five. Yeah. No. I, I. I. Yeah. I think I'd agree. They're not going to do anything of note. It's going to be quite similar to the last few seasons. Alex, mm. how are you how are you viewing the Vikings and the, the Lions? Lines are going 17 and early. Um, uh, their wide receiver core is die. They released um, the release, obviously, the receiver. Um, I think it was like a week ago. Um, so it's got even more like sort of scarce. I think the only really positive about Lions is Frank Ragno, the center. Other mm. than that, I can't. The Lions. They've got you know, TJ like, Hawkinson. I mean, but they've only TJ Hawkinson. Ends. Okay, TJ Hawkinson. I do have to admit, TJ Hawkinson is a great positive side for the Detroit Lions. Thank you for reminding me. So, <laughs> I just think I think it's very similar to the Rams system. You know, you know DeAndre Swift, TJ uh, Hawkinson, and then like a fast. They used to have, you know, they used to have a fast receiver with um, Marvin Hall. Hall, not Marvin Jones, Marvin Hall. Um, but, and they've had multiple Marvins as receivers, and they, I think, I think that's sort of how they ran this players. So I think, clearly, Jared Goff might fit, but the talent. To... No, we know Jared Goff is not going to bolster up a roster. He, he's not going to put you on his back and and take you where you need to be. Yeah, at, at the end of the day, when the Rams made that run to the Super Bowl, it was based on that. Defense as well, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and you saw in the Super Bowl, you know, exactly what happens. Put up, yeah, mm-hmm. doesn't work out. Well, I've got this division going: Packers, and then I've got Bears, Vikings, Lions. I think the Bears will make the change, and Justin Fields. Oh, I mean, the Bears got in the playoffs last year. That's what it was last year. Mm. No, I'm still not a believer in the Bears, to be honest. Um, oh, I'm not a believer in the Bears, but I think yeah. they, I think they might do it. Interesting. Alex, what do you think? How do you think this division runs down? Uh, let's see. I think the Vikings might pull themselves back up to second, if I'm being totally honest. I think, you know, I think the Vikings can regroup, you know. Um, I just, I, I, I'm not confident in the 
Yes, but am I confident in Justin Fields starting? Uh, if obviously in like, I don't know. I think if you have to make a decision, you have to make sooner rather than later. And I think it's, I think it just really goes down to you know like injuries as well. So how healthy can the Bears be? How healthy can the Vikings be? But I think the Vikings defense will be better. I mean, they still have they still they have Hunter and Smith, and obviously Harrison Smith. Not a massive deal. Um, I think a couple of days ago. So they are. Yeah, they are the surprise, weren't it? Mm. Yeah, he's quite old. So I thought I. Yeah. <laughs> quite, you know, I thought he'd regress quite significantly if I was being totally honest with you, because mm. I think the only really old safeties are like the likes of McCourty. Other than that, quite really young safeties around the NFL. Mm. That's true. Well, it's time to go west, and we're going to look at the AFC West, which. To me, as a division, you can't really look past the Chiefs to finish top. But then there's three teams behind them that generally, I think, have got a 50-50 chance of either making it to the playoffs or being a top 10 pick in the draft next year. So we'll, we'll start out with, with the sure, the surefire favourites. It's got to be the Kansas City Chiefs, even if they did get a little bit hammered in that Super Bowl. They responded, got half a new offensive line to protect Mahomes. Uh, we said before they've lost Sammy Watkins. Uh, they've lost Brashad Breland as well. But I mean, I don't think there's a question that they're going to be strong enough to win the division. Are they strong enough to repeat and go back to a Super Bowl again, Suk? Yeah, hundred um, percent. That offensive line now is is going to look really good uh, this year uh, with with the acquisitions that they've made. Um, they clearly needed to address that. Obviously, they had. I mean, I mean, they had injuries as well. Um, so you know. They had a couple of players out um, for the Super Bowl as well, didn't they? So that had a massive, yeah, massive impact. But um, something um, that I know um, Alex will be happy, you know, rate his show through, and he's a mm-hmm. fantastic guard for them. Uh, great acquisition. You've got Mike Remmers coming back in. Uh, they've drafted uh, Creed Humphrey. Uh, you've got Duvernay Tardif coming back as well yeah, uh, after one. you know taking a year. And then they traded for Orlando uh, Brown as well. So um, a massive change. So it'll, be, it'll be interesting to see how they they look. Um, on paper, it looks really good. Um, just obviously need to see how they sort of um, you know connect with each other. But once again, you know, you've got the Chiefs powerhouse offense. You know, you've got two of the best receivers in the game, Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey. You've got an effective running back now, which is something they were missing two years ago mm-hmm. when they actually went won the Super Bowl. Um, you've got Edward Teller and then you've got Darrell Williams backing him up. Um, their defence as well. I like some of the pieces they've got on defence, um, you know, particularly in the defensive line. We've got Frank Clark, um, you know, someone I really rate. And then you've got the, the, the corners as well. So I think, yeah, I think overall... The Chiefs look really strong to make a run, and I think they'll comfortably be in amongst the teams contending for the Super Bowl. They'll easily win this division. Um, the other teams, um, I'm going back and forth really on who I favour because I, I can kind of see a bit of a regression from Justin Herbert this year. I just think, you know, the sophomore slump may come into play this year for the Chargers. Um, not too keen on their roster as a whole, whereas I. I kind of like the Broncos. Um, I said it last year as well, which I kind of paid the price for, you know, in terms of all the injuries they got. It was quite a bit of an embarrassment season for the Broncos, but they had a lot of injuries to contend with at the end of the day with Cortland Sutton being out for the season. Um, they, they've got 
they've got Teddy Bridgewater in now, um, who I think is definitely someone who's going to study the ship for that offense. And then when you've got the receivers, you know, we talked about the Bengals, for example, even the um, the Broncos, when you look at their sort of receiving court, you've got um, Jerry Judy, you've got Cortland Sutton, you've got Noah Fant as your tight end. Um, they've got KJ some, Hamler's in there as well. KJ Hamler. Three. Yeah, they've got some really, yeah, really good receivers. And, and I love the running game now. Now you've got mm. the experience handing Melvin Gordon, then you've got the three down back in Javonte Williams. Um, nothing wrong with their offensive line, as far as I'm concerned. I just think that was all on Drew Locke rather than the offensive line. Um, and, and the Broncos' defence always going to be, you, you know, they've got, they got some of the best linebackers in the league um, in Bradley Chubb, Von Miller. Um, so I, I personally put the Broncos to, to finish second out of these guys. Third, I'd probably go for the Chargers. I think um, yeah. I, I, I think the problem is I don't I don't see Justin Herbert's a great quarterback. It's a bit like Kirk Cousins. What we're talking about, he's going to give you great numbers. We're going to be talking about a four thousand yard season. You know, fantastic touchdown to interception ratio. But something is going to go wrong whereby they're not getting those victories that are needed um, when it matters. And I think that's going to be the problem for the Chargers again this season, just very much like it was last year. So I think they they are going to struggle. Um, no, no, I, I just, I've got the the very similar thing going on there. I've got the Chiefs, Broncos, Chargers, and then the Raiders at the bottom. Mm. Alex, I mean, you can't look past the Chiefs. I'm guessing defensive line is really great. You know. Um... With Orlando Brown, he was great for the Ravens. Joe Tini, obviously, as a Patriots fan, we all know, and I think the whole league knows he was great. Five-year, eighty million dollar deal or something like that. They've got they've got great skill positions. You know, Travis Kelsey. They've got Tyreek Hill. They got Michael Hard, who's fast. Clyde edwards there from LSU, who's finally a good running back. Chris Jones, arguably a top three defensive line in the bull rush. Mm-hmm. You've got Frank Clark. You got. Honey Badger, he comes from LSU. That says it enough. I think the charge. I think people need to give more credit to the Chargers because people say just like things will happen to the Chargers this season. But what, what we've got to understand, they've gone through head office changes. They because their special teams was dire. It's not necessarily the players, but their chin was mm. not great. I, I do like the Brendan right. Staley hire. Yeah. I do. I do like the Staley hire. I think that is certainly gonna. Push them forward in the long run. I just, I just think they they still need more acquisition. They're not, they're just not quite there. Where a team like the Broncos, I think, are more well rounded, in my opinion, from a roster perspective. Broncos are well rounded. I think when you look at the Chargers, I think you, they've got some great offensive talent. Though you know their offensive line, they've got Austin Eckler, they've got Keenan Allen, and obviously, now they've got. And mm. I think they've lost him to Henry. He was a little bit of a safety blanket, obviously, in the midfield. But was he really healthy for the Chargers many times? But no, Charlie Cook's adequate as well, isn't he? So he's not, he's he not is, a bad replacement. He always gets about, you know, 300 touchdowns. He's consistent. You know what I mean? That's all you can ask as well. But I think we're all agreed that the Raiders, you know, finish on the bottom. They've lost, they've lost Nelson Aguilar. He's not a great, well-rounded receiver. I'm not going to say he is, but deep, as a deep threat, he was phenomenal. Top three in the NFL. No. And this is statistically next-gen. Yeah. 
say that. Actual stats will tell you that. Do you know what I'm trying to say? I think if you look at their offensive talent, he didn't live up to his name last season. Mm-hmm. I think it's not else can agree with that. Hunter Renfro on the inside slot. I love Darren Muller. I think he's a brilliant I really like him as a player. Josh Jacobs as well. They've lost a lot of their offensive line. The Raiders had a mismatch in there. Their defense hasn't always hasn't been the best. So they'll finish fourth. But I'm gonna mm. say something about the Broncos. If the Broncos took Justin Fields playoff back No, I wouldn't say that to be honest. <laughs> I, I think I think that's a, a bit too soon for that. But f- for me, I, I think although we're saying the Raiders are going to finish, I think we're all agreeing they're going to finish fourth. I don't think they're going to be a bad fourth, if that makes sense. I still think their roster is competent enough to maybe even try and get into um, maybe a... Yeah, maybe, they'll, be, maybe they'll be a seven-win team. Seven or eight-win team. I'm, I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, you've got... They've just signed Peyton Barber, so he's already up there now with Kenyon Drake and Josh Jacobs. That's some... Three good running backs. Another running back. Yeah, D- Derek Carr's not a bad QB in my opinion. I think he gets a bit underestimated in the league as well. And, and I think with Henry Ruggs, you need to kind of give cut him a bit of slack, obviously, given the fact that, you know, we're in a COVID year, um, you know, joining a new team. Um, it's going to take time to adjust. But I think the, the issue here is, you know, they've got to get it right at some point because the pressure is on, um, you, you know, John Gruden and mm-hmm. obviously the GM as well, because, you know, at the end of the day, you've, um, they've gone for, Mike Mayock's gone for some unusual uh, draft picks, which have not sort of come off successfully, you know, in terms of like clean and feral, particularly in the early rounds of the draft. Um, so they need to show that they're going to actually show some sort of progression this year. Yeah, no, you're you're halfway through the John Gruden's mega contract as well, mm. and it's not looking much better than it was at the start of that. So even if you're saying it's a long term project, what's mm. going on? Yeah, I I I just feel like the Raiders just aren't going to be up to snuff. They've just not got enough experienced players in there that are, are good enough to pull up those mm. young receivers. It's like Derek Carr's good enough, but it, other people he's throwing to. He's got Waller. He's got Jacobs. But that's that's the middle of the field. You need some somebody on the boundaries, somebody on the out route, somebody to stretch the field up, which Rugs could do. But we'll see. I I, th- I think a few people probably are sleeping on the Broncos because Teddy's steady Teddy. But I think that might just be what the Broncos need is a year of a steady quarterback who can actually complete mm. a pass or two, a bit of luck, you know, with Cortland Sutton staying healthy, Jerry Judy's there, like you said, because that defense can carry you wherever you really want to go. The Chargers again, the Chargers, it's just about, I, I can see the Broncos or the Chargers finishing second. I've got the Broncos there at the moment, just because I don't, like you said, I don't think Brandon Staley's going to kick in until year two. He'll be great. He'll yeah. be a great stabilizing force, but bad things happen to the Chargers. Can they stay healthy? They've got Austin Eckler at, as their running back. Great player. But if he's not available, it just doesn't matter, does it? It doesn't matter how good your bench is if they're all on IR. It's, a, it's, it's going to be an interesting division. And again, I think the Broncos, Chargers, Raiders will all take wins off each other, but the Chiefs are just going to dominate and probably push through to the FC Championship again. It's that pedigree, isn't it? Yeah. Wow. On From the AFC West to the NFC West... As Axel Rose famously said, welcome to the jungle, because this is going to be 
a horrible division for me to sit through this season. There's going to be a lot of teams beating each other, cannibalizing wins off each other. Thankfully, the NFC West plays the AFC South and the NFC North and their schedule. So there might be a few soft wins to make up for a bit of a difficult division, but we'll go down how they finished mm-hmm. last season. Seahawks <clears throat> managed to, to win the division, mostly unchanged. Few additions and departures, but I think the main one for us is going to be in the coaching staff. Shane Waldron comes in from the Rams, replaces Brian Schottenheimer. Alex, is Shane Waldron going to find a way to get Pete Carroll's running desires in whilst also letting Russ cook and throw the ball like he wants to? I I really think if if something works, you stick to it. And I understand you have to run. And obviously, they will run because they need to do play. But the Seahawks are a really built passing team. DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Chris Carson. He's not going to be really elusive, is he, Chris Carson? And you've got, obviously, Penny as well. I just think, I think, was it? Because Pete Carroll was like, I I want some running game. But if we looked, if we looked from the weeks, let's let's take week two against the Patriots. Russ was absolutely cooking. Secondary last year, the Patriots secondary was good, so it's not like you're against bad players. So I think I think the coaching will definitely help, and maybe a new scheme. But I would I wouldn't expect there to be a lot more running from the Seahawks. The Seahawks are a pass heavy team. They do bench concepts. You know they do things like that. They'll have in routes. They'll have post routes. They'll have comebacks. You don't see them doing hitches and hitches and drags. You really don't. You don't see them doing those three to four yard routes. You see them going ten to twelve yards. Those mass. That's what Russell Wilson does. Russell Wilson can evade the pocket because that's basically the Seahawks are not great at all. But I think the Seahawks will be yeah, past, that, that's, past that's what we need, though, Alex. That's what we need. We need some more like medium short passes in there because as soon as a team figures out you sit on DK and you stop, you just sit on Tyler. Then where do those concepts go? That like, watching the LA Rams playoff game last season was just an absolute disaster because Russ wouldn't run it and he wouldn't. The, there was just no routes up the middle of the field at all. Like for the, for just him to dump it off, we just couldn't get into a groove. And I'm hoping that's what Shane Waldron's going to bring is a little bit more tight end play. If we can keep a tight end healthy, that would be really good. Um, <laughs> we've got Gerald Everett in there now, so and he knows the system. So I'm really hoping that that's kind of something that they're going to work on because we know that the deep balls work, but it's, it's those medium, short, medium passes that I think we really need to to pull through on. How do you see the How do you see the Seahawks going this year, Sook? I'm really conflicted, to be honest, because I... Yeah, me too. I, 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 one thing I like about this division, particularly you looking at the Seahawks, the Niners and the Rams, is it's good head coaching um, mm. from, from all three sides. I know Pete Carroll does sometimes have his critics of changing things up when things are starting to work. For example, you know, changing things up midway the season. Like last year, Russell Wilson was he started the season brilliantly and then all of a sudden he just seemed to have changed sort of style of play which none of us could understand and the Seahawks just seem to have um, digressed after that but it's weird because we look at the bookies line the 49ers are the favourites for the division and I just don't see it personally Um, I don't know whether that's because of the rookie QB Um, I'm I'm not overly convinced that the Niners are going to suddenly just become um, division champions I personally see the Rams being the 
favourites for this division. Um, I think with obviously Matthew Stafford now coming in, you've got a great receiving core. Um, the the, the offence that you know um, they they play, I think they'll be good. Their defence is obviously one of the one of the best um, in the NFL. A lot of the defences are quite good in this division. I'm mean, including the 49ers in that conversation. Um, it's a really tough one to call because even the Cardinals as well, overall, they um, I like what they sort of did in the draft with the Zayvon Collins pick. So I'm really stuck to to think who is going to win this. But I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to give it I'm going to give it to the Rams. My head yeah. at the minute says Rams. Um, <laughs> I can't pick the two. So yeah, no, I, now, I'm, I'm, now I'm the same. Head, in my head, it's Rams. Cardinals, Cardinals, 49ers. So 49ers to be bottom of that division. But you think the 49ers are going to be bottom of that division? Yeah. No. Really? I I thought it was between them and the Hawks to go second. I've got the Rams on top. I've got the Rams on top. I think I think you're right. It's people are pumping up the Niners because they've got a, a fancy rookie quarterback. Fine. But what they're missing is that Matt Stafford is kind of what they the Rams needed just to get to the next level you saw it last season like jared goff was holding them back really he was throwing interceptions when he should be getting out of bounds Mm -hmm. all that sort of stuff now that because stafford's not a super sexy pick people kind of sleeping on the rams i've got the rams to go at the top and then between the seahawks and the niners i i mean mostly because i'm a seahawks fan i've got the seahawks up a little bit more it would not surprise me to see the niners coming in second because i think they had horrible luck last year horrible injury luck um what what are you thinking, Alex, on on the Niners? Because you were as exasperated as me at that. I, will... I think the Cardinals will finish last, and I'll, I think I'll yeah. argue it because I don't like their coaching. I really don't like Cliff. I think yeah. I think he's I think his play calling was borderline horrendous, if I'm being totally honest. And you know they obviously released um, Zang Gonzalez, the kicker. They're just. Kyler Murray's just too reliant on the run. I, he's a great quarterback. Don't get me wrong, and obviously DeAndre Hopkins, but they've lost. Mm. He was he was safe hands. But I think if you look if you look at a team, you're not just evaluating the players. You're evaluating the play calling. You're evaluating the special teams. The co- you've added you've added the what you've added what. I, that's fine. People passed on that Cardinals defence. A lot of people passed all over that Cardinals defence. And I think I'm not really concerned about the players of the Cardinals because I think they've got some talented individuals. But I think compare mm. the Cardinals to the Niners, the Niners are a Carl Shanahan. That's all I have to say. Carl Shanahan, amazing West Coast system. I Cliff Kingsbury's too reliant on the run pass options, too reliant on Kyler Murray, if if you want my honest opinion. And I think people are bigging up the Niners not only just for the rookie quarterbacks, because like the injury history, they had Moster out, Kittle out, they had Garoppolo out, they had Nick Mullins starting for, for yeah. some games. They had obviously Bosa out for the entire season. We all mm. know what can do. So I think the Niners being undersell because we didn't see the Niners that's true for every team in the league. For every team in the league, but it's really impacted the Niners the first. I just, I think the Seahawks will come second. I think it will be quite close between the Seahawks and the Niners, but I definitely think the Cardinals will head up. Mm, I mean, I, I get it. I can understand people's opinions. I just, I just personally think 
from the receiving court, yes, uh, they've lost Fitzgerald, but what was he last season anyway? He's a shadow of himself. Mm-hmm. I think AJ Green is going to have a, a decent season um, in his in his. It's going to be a comeback basically for AJ Green. Um, I honestly think that you got DeAndre Hopkins there as well. They, they've just drafted Rondell Moore. Their defense isn't that bad. You had Chandler Jones out for the majority of last season as well. So you put him in there. You got JJ Watt. You've transferred, um, drafted um, Zayvon Collins. Um, Buddha Baker had a great season last year as well. I, I think they're not a bad team. It's a very close one to call. So I can't dismiss the Cardinals just to say that, yeah, they're going to just finish bottom. Um, something about me just thinks, and maybe I am looking at the 49ers from an injury perspective. They just always seem to have some sort of bad luck. But I, think, but I just don't see Trey Lance yeah. being the answer, and I don't see Garoppolo being the answer. I don't see Lance being the answer this season, if that makes sense. That's what it is for me. I mean, I'm quite happy to hear that as a Seahawks fan because the, the prospect of the Niners with a good quarterback is as scary as the prospect of the Rams with a good quarterback. Um, but I, I mean, I, I kind of agree with the the Cardinals. They, they've, and it's kind of going with what Alex said, they've got a good team. But I mean, Alex, you must have been reading my notes because it, it's all about Cliff. All the pieces are there. This should be an our offense that is rampaging over people, and yet they're not. And like the way they were using players last year, I just don't, I don't understand it. Like you had Kenyon Drake come in at the end of uh, twenty nineteen and was a monster, and then he starts for you, and they're using him completely differently. I mean, I know it's, it's a little bit different. You know, you're changing your schemes up and things like that, but. It's it just doesn't look like it's going to click for me in Arizona. I quite like that, like you said, I quite like their defense of Buddha Baker. I'm not entirely convinced on JJ Watt, but I mean, it, it provides a bit of experience and you know something up the middle, something they maybe didn't have last season. But I can't see them. I, I mean, I can see I'll see them finishing last. It wouldn't surprise me if this is the division where maybe the last place team is. It may be even flirting with with the playoffs a bit, and it's going to come down to those last few games of the season. Well, that was a fun one. <laughs> Let's head down south, and we're heading all the way down to the AFC South, which represents to me the entire diversity of the NFL. You've got the Titans, who should be strong divisional leaders. The Colts have kind of taken a punt at quarterback, which means they can go either way. The Jags are that rebuilding team, and the Texans seem to forget they're meant to actually play football this season. So, again, we'll start at the top from... From last year, the Titans, Derek Henry, AJ Brown, Julio Jones, Ryan Tannehill on offense. What's not to love? Uh, for me, it's the defense. And maybe, you know, losing an established tight end. Um, without Johnny Smith drawing the routes underneath, are Brown and Julio going to get the space? Is the, the main thing that I'm concerned about with, with the Titans. How are you feeling so deep about the Tennessee Titans coming into this season? Yeah, happy with everything on offense from them. What cost them last year in the playoffs in particular, they were one of the worst. De- I think they were ranked the worst defense in playoff history. Yeah. Um, so I think that's something that obviously is going to be a concern. They have, have no problems about the division. I mean, um, I see them winning this division quite comfortably, uh, to tell you the truth. Um, despite, obviously, you, you know, what the, what the Jags have done and obviously getting Trevor Lawrence, it's still going to be a long way before they're up and, you know, fighting for self-contention. Um, I, I just see the Titans being too strong for these teams. Um, yeah, the Titan position is definitely a lot weaker for them. Um, you know, losing Johnny Smith, I think they've got Fersker now. 
He's in there. He's still competent. Um, they've just got to, they've <laughs> got a, a good way to describe yeah, it. I've no issues there. I think defensively, they're. I mean, yeah, they, they drafted Caleb Farley. He's had his injury problems. How much is he going to play? Is Christian Fulton going to be better this year? You know, there's a lot of question marks there, but they've also got uh, Janoris Jenkins in. Um, adds a lot of experience. He was very good, you know, for the Saints as well. So, I think they will be a lot better defensively, but once again, I think it'll be a case of getting into the playoffs and then getting out early for the Titans. <laughs> In and back out again. Alex, how are you feeling about Tennessee? Yeah, their offense, I, I really love. I think it's very similar to the Browns offense, what I mentioned earlier, you know, built built on the built on the run with Derek Henry and then play action, obviously, to AJ Brown and Julio Jones, who are brilliant receivers difference between Tennessee and the Browns is Tennessee builds their play action from halfback dives and halfback isos, whereas Cleveland Browns, you know, they play action from, you know, um, halfback stretches, for example. But I, th- I think their defense hasn't gone a- got a lot better. You know, they lost Malcolm Butler. They lost to Dory Jackson. Those were like nearly their main two cornerbacks, if I remember right. Although I do like their safety. I do really like their safety for the Titans. Um, so I, Kevin Byard, Kevin Byard, yeah, Kevin Byard. Mm. He's a superstar on Madden Fox. There you yeah. go. <laughs> um, but I think, I think, I think he's a shining light. I think he's kind of like the Jesse Bates sort of thing for the Cincinnati Bengals. You know, the the shining light of the defense. But I think the Tennessee offense is way too strong for anyone to even compete against. No, I think I think the Titans are going to win this, even if they do take a little bit of a step back. I mean. They've lost Arthur Smith. How's that going to translate? Are they just going to keep running the same systems? You would think that you would, considering how well it went. There's always going to be a question after you've had, um, you know, Derek Henry running that much last season. Is it going to continue? Is he going to break down a little bit? He doesn't look like he's going to. He looks like he's in the form of his career. So, I mean, all Titans fans will be hoping that that, that continues. For me, the real wild card, well, the real wild card in this is, is Carson Wentz. Never mind the Colts themselves. I think the Colts are kind of a, a decent enough team and it's all going to come down to can Carson Wentz reunite with Frank Reich and do what, what they're wanting to do? Are they going to turn the clock back and you know relive that Philadelphia season? Didn't start off too well. Carson Wentz and Quentin Nelson both have been what appeared to be big injuries in the offseason, but mm. somehow back on track again, which confused me. Mm. Doesn't Wentz have COVID now? I mean, anybody could have COVID at this point. I, th- I thought we'd be getting rid of this, but it just keeps coming round and round and round again this season, doesn't it? Yeah. But I mean, are, are you a fan of the Carson Wentz signing, Sook? Um, from a Frank Reich reuniting standpoint, and I think it's uh, it's the right move for Carson Wentz. Whether it's the right move for the Colts remains to be seen. Mm. If they can rekindle any of that magic, and let's not forget when. Carson Wentz was playing prior to his injury in that season. The Eagles were looking strong. It wasn't just a case that... He was MVP form. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it wasn't just a case that, oh, Nick Foles came in and changed the whole landscape of the Eagles. The Eagles were probably... I I mean, it was just a bit more magical with Foles. That's that's what it was. (laughs) Uh, uh, You know, but with Carson Wentz, obviously... If he can get to that sort of form, then you know potentially you know the Colts could be in there. It's not it's not the strongest division, um, 
So I have have the Titans yeah. finishing top. I've got Colts. I'm a bit indecisive about Colts and Jags, but I think I'm going to give it to the Colts just because I think they're well coached as well. Um, yes. With Frank Reich, I do like the defense. Darius Lend is an absolute beast of a player, one of my favorites in the NFL in the linebacker position. Yeah. Um, Jaguars will finish third, um, and the Texans will be last. But um, potentially, I mean, it's hard to judge because you can't judge a team when. The whole roster has completely changed. Yeah, they're you know, not, they're they're not even close to being the Texans last they, year, are they? They could end up becoming a team that have nothing to lose and just a bunch of players who have got a lot to prove to teams who have either cut them or thought they were not valuable enough to be remaining on their roster. So they could end up surprising a few teams um, just because we don't know too much about them. Yeah, you know, I, you know. We, don't, we don't know too much about the coaching staff or the the quarterbacks or anything at all, yeah. really. So I, I can I can see them getting a, a yeah, couple of Ty, wins on the board, but then Ty, Tyra Taylor's not a bad QB either. I mean, he's he's serviceable, he's, he's serviceable exactly. Um, so and, and I think I think this year he does get the chance to stay in there for the majority of the season. You know, he won't have any sort of. Yeah, I don't. I have no idea what's going on with the Deshaun Watson situation. I don't yeah. really think about it to be honest. It's just no. the fact that we are two days away from the season starting and there's still nothing's been going on. I think is a little bit considering the way the NFL have handed out suspensions and exempt lists and that sort of stuff all over the place. Mm. Uh, it, it, it it doesn't it doesn't ring well to me at all. Yeah, uh, very bizarre. Alex, is it the Colts or the Jags that are going to finish second in this division? I think I think it's going to be the Colts. You know, I really like you know the their running backs. Um, I think it all depends on Wentz. You know, I can't I can't really say the Colts are going to be you know like a brilliant team. Nor I can't really predict what how the Colts will be. Like I agree with Suck so much. Like it all really depends on how Carson Wentz plays. I do like that defense, Kenny Moore. You know, you got Leonard as well. So I do really like the defense. I think the defense won't be the problem at all. I think it'll be the striving force. I just it'll all depend on. How Carson Wentz plays and how well he fits into the scheme. But assuming, obviously, uh, Frank Reich and Carson you know, have a little bit of a relationship, so that doesn't that won't really necessarily be a problem. It's just maybe how effective it is. I think um, Texans. I think um, they've they've acquired more running backs than I've had girlfriends. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Mark Mark Ingram and just from the Broncos and you know they've traded more corners than I've had Sunday dinners so seventh round so I've got a couple of two jokes in there third joke the Houston Texans so that'll hmm. I'll finish right there are we not going to talk about the Jags at all I mean, oh sorry the Jags on, guys. Sorry, like, no. yeah, I, mean... I know they were 1-15 last year but they got the number one pick they got Trevor Lawrence looking pretty good in the preseason and Meyer as well I mean that's Oh, that's such a wild card to me. Yeah, it is. I was listening to um, a bit of a plug on a podcast, but the Neil Reynolds podcast, and mm-hmm. just interviewing Urban Meyer, and it just reminded me of how much of a. <laughs> don't we we'll don't have to bleep the word out? But what what he is just. Yeah, I, I, I just... he wants to win. He wants to win. He wants to prove all to everyone at all costs. Doesn't matter yeah. what his players do on and off the field. He wants yeah. to win at all costs. But then he will. But then he will use his religious beliefs to say he's all innocent in all of this. So it's it's amazing <laughs> how how that um, works out. Yeah. I mean, it, it it sounds 
kind of, I mean, if it wasn't so troublesome, kind of like something that the Jags need is to pull them up again. Considering three or four years ago, these guys were knocking on the door of a Super Bowl, a couple of good refereeing decisions away from a Super Bowl, really, yeah. against the Patriots. Yeah. Should have been in there. <laughs> Don't laugh too hard. <laughs> I feel like watching that game because I, I remember oh, such they, a good game. they'd already announced the, the games um, for the international series at that point. I don't know why they announced so early, but the season for next season was Eagles versus Jags. And I just kept thinking was, we're going to see the Super Bowl match. I was like, and then it just didn't happen. Yeah. 2018, no. 2018 Jags defense was another level, you know, back when they had Calais Campbell, back when they had Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey, we would consider a top one corner. Well, he's the best cornerback in the NFL, uh, most people say. I just think with the Jags, I think two people I like from the Jags. I really like um, DJ Chark. I think he can really have a connection with Trevor Lawrence. And also, Miles Jack. I think Miles Jack is quite a guy that I think can. Um, lead the Jags defense to as much as it can really he really needs to stand up and be the lead he's one of the only people left of there that's been there more than three or four seasons I mean and they've got Josh Allen there and following in his footsteps that it is a very young defense and that can go either way like last year it wasn't great but there were some good flashes I don't know if they're gonna I I can see just because of the way the NFL is Urban Meyer can come in and have an effect Carson Wentz continues a downturn. I can see the Jags beating out the Colts. I can see that happening. Yeah, it can happen. Um, I wouldn't be surprised either way. Yeah, losing Travis Etienne is going to be quite bad because that's a lot of diversity they've lost in that offense. But uh, it's going to be interesting, I think. I think internally that division is going to be a lot more interesting than it it has been for the last couple of seasons where the Jags and Texans have kind of stunk it up a little bit. But we'll move over to the NFC South, where I'm going to say it for you. So the current Super Bowl champions, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they've got to be favourites to win this topsy-turvy division, surely. You've got 10 minutes to talk about your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So. No, I'm not. Um, <laughs> to be honest, I'm I'm really confident this year in winning the division. Um, not as confident as winning the Super Bowl, mind you, but I'm definitely confident that the Bucs given the fact that we've um, managed to keep majority of the roster. I've liked what we've done in the draft with Joe Tyron, um, Jalen Darden. I think, you know, our running back room is, is looking a lot better as well with the acquisition of Giovanni Bernard. He's going to be that pass catching mm-hmm. uh, running back as well that we need because Fournette, although he did it in the playoffs, playoff Lenny, he's not really back. He was kind of... Uh, he was a bit sloppy on some of the plays, almost cost us as well. So at times, so I'm glad that, you know, Fournette can focus on the running game. Ronald Jones, I think, is underrated. Um, he was close to having a thousand yard season last year and double digit touchdowns. So we're going to, we're, we're looking good um, on offense. Our defense is going to be notch again we are missing Jordan Whitehead uh, for the game on Thursday which is a bit of a disappointment but I think overall we're gonna we expect some big things for the Bucs and I think Tom Brady in his mind is gonna remember that we didn't win the division last year despite winning the Super mm-hmm. Bowl he still has something else that he needs to accomplish for the Bucs and that's winning as a division so bring it home Tom is it going to be another slow start for the the Bucs Alex tell, tell Suk why he's wrong and you know it's all going to end in tears Please. <laughs> I, I can't I, see it happening. Suck is going to love what I 
really love the Bucks team. I honestly, I, I watch that team in awe. I, I really love watching that team play. Whenever the Bucks play, I try to watch if 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 the Patriots aren't. I'll always go to the book second, and it's it's not because of Tom Brady. I mean, I'm going to name offensive players. You know, off the top of my head, you got you got Worth, you got um, Godwin, you got Evans, tight ends, you got Gronk, Braith, Howard, you've got Scotty Miller, you got Fournette, you've got Jones. You just look at that offense and you think, wow, mm. that's such a productive offense. And I think their defense doesn't get enough credit. You know, their their D line, you know, Vita Vaya, um, Shaquille Barrett, although. He hasn't had the same production as last year. I think I that's think because other, Vita Vea was other... that injured. Yeah, with <laughs> yes. Yeah. Now that Vita Vea is back, you'll see that production come back this year. Uh, he, he he was once Vita Vea was back, Shaquille Barrett looked absolutely amazing when he was yeah. back in in the Super Bowl. So he I he totally agree with you. Season. Yeah, because the because we if you notice with Vita Vea, I have to double team him, so that often leaves um, the edge to be quite open. Yeah. So if you notice with Shaquille Barrett when Vita Vey was there, did you notice how he was great in stopping the run or a lot better in stopping the run? 100%. That's why, because yeah. they have to they have to dedicate to Vita Vey. And you know, you look at um, you look at their linebackers. You look at JPP, great. You look at you look at their secondary. Their secondary is young. Mm. You know, they've got. I think it's Carlton Davis. You've got yeah. uh, Whitehead, Sean Murphy Bunting. I think I think offensively. Um, in regards to like the tight end spectrum, they're aging a little bit, but I think, I think they're not. I think they're quite young everywhere else, and I think the books will be great as long as they have that coaching. I don't know what will happen um, as soon as Brady leaves, but if you look when they had Jamie Winston, they still had a decent record. But I think obviously you've got Brady for uh, another year at least. And he's he's a great quarterback, you know, reads the defense. Yeah. So I think the Bucks will go really far again this season. Maybe they win the Super Bowl if they go to the Super Bowl. I, I don't know. We'll have to see how the season plans out. But they'll they'll definitely be the mm. top of their division. Yeah, yeah. It, it's hard to defend um you know the Super Bowl title, but another another couple of plays you didn't mention to my favorite plays on the roster, Devin White and Levante David. Um just, you could just throw them in there. Just throw just throw them in there. Like two of the best players on the roster, in my opinion, and especially on the on the defensive side. Um, yeah, I see us getting into the playoffs. Um, I think we'll lose a couple of games. We could even lose the Dallas game. Dare I say? You just don't know. Well, you uh, Brady is not known for, and his team's generally not known for starting strong. Like it's always a slow ramp up, and then uh, you get hot at the right time of the year. You'd rather lose at the beginning of the season than the end of the season, really, wouldn't you? Exactly. So we'll see how it goes. A bit nervous about it, but. At the end of the day, we are the defending champs, and you know you can't take that away from us. So we'll always um... well, let's give the give the rest of the division a bit of love. The Saints. Yeah. I mean, I you know what? I'm not going to give the Saints some love though. Without Drew Brees for the first time in about 20 years, it seems like they've got Jameis Winston that they're going to give the keys to the offense to. They've not got any really recognized pass catchers. <sighs> Alvin Kamara is still going to cut it up, but. Are the Saints going to be the same without the air support, Alex, that they've had over the, the past few years? I don't think they're going to be the same. You know, Michael Thomas is out as well. They've not, they've no longer got Emmanuel Sanders. Jared Cook's gone. Their offensive line's great. I think the offensive line's, uh, you know, great. Top, top 10, in my opinion. And you've got Alvin <laughs> Kamara. 
You got Alvin Kamara. They, I mean, they are. You've got, you've got Pet. You've got Armstead. You've got Ryan that, Ramsey. That, that, that's great. So what? James Winston can stand back there for ten seconds, not untouched, Ex- and then throw it to nobody. Like... Exactly. You know, it all depends. Hopefully, his eye surgery means he finally knows who his player are. I quite like his <laughs> connection with Marquez Callaway. Going to be interesting. I think defensively they are lacking in corner, but I do like Marshall Lattimore. I do like Cameron Jordan. But now that Daniel Onyemata's out with a, I think it's a six-week suspension. I think it's something to do with um, PEDs. I could be wrong, but I think it's six weeks he's out for. So I think their defense will be um, intact to an extent. I think it'll all depend on how their offense goes. But Sean Payton's a great coach. I don't see them winning the division, but they can be a solid team if things. Yeah, I I'm actually rooting for Winston. Um, but even despite how things were left with the books, you know, at the end of the day, he he was, he, you know, he was a servant to us either way. He, you know, right or wrong, he he tried his hardest as a book. Uh, I I think you've got to give him that. Um, I just would, would you be saying the same thing if he hadn't won the Super Bowl last year? No, honestly, I wish Winston all the best. Um, I, I don't honestly, even if we. Didn't win the Super Bowl, I'll be saying the same thing. Um, it had we lost to the Saints in the playoffs as a result of that Winston throw, maybe I would be <laughs> in a bit funny. But no, honestly, I can't begrudge someone who's you know played for the books. Um, I, I don't blame him for making that move to the Saints. He, he has to do what's right for him. Oh yeah, it's no. it's a good setup for him now with Breeze retiring. He's yeah. got that chance, and he needs to take advantage of it. But it's. Again, it's a division where I think Sean Payton, down to good coaching, will see them through uh, for at least a second place. Whether or not that's enough to get them in the playoffs, I don't know. Mm, Um, I don't think they will. mm, I think the Falcons will be third. um, Really? With this team, yeah. I I still believe in Matt Ryan as a QB. I know their defence is absolutely shocking last year, but I I just... don't see anything with the Panthers and Sam Donald. I'm just, just not a firm believer in, in that. I think Donald's lost a lot of confidence. Um, and it's going to be hard yeah. to come back. It, it could be a massive misstep for the Panthers bringing in Sam Donald when they could have, you know, kept with Teddy Bridgewater. They, I mean, they're paying Teddy Bridgewater at the moment because they put him on a two-year contract. They're paying him to play for the Broncos. It's all a bit... Uh, I, I, I like the Panthers more as a as a team overall than I do the Falcons, but it is, you know, quarterback is that one slot in your team that really makes the difference, isn't it? And like you say, Sam Darnold didn't look great in New York. Do we get the post gaze bump? Is is the real question, isn't it, Alex? What what do you think? See, I, I, I actually like the Carolina Panthers team more than I do the Atlanta Falcons, but I think it's a, I think it's a safer bet now before the season to go with Atlanta being third because Matt Ryan can throw the ball. We saw it, we saw it in the year when um, he played the Patriots in the Super Bowl, and we see it year in year out. He can throw the bo- football. Last year they the game. I understand they had Julio Jones, but they've got Calvin Ridley still, who I think is a great, um, great one. They've now got Mike Davis, who used to play for the Panthers, who, in my opinion, I think filled filled his shoes to the to the best of you know to the best of his ability. I think he was a great running back. I just mm-hmm. think defensively, uh, I just I, I just don't like Atlanta's defense. You know, they're pretty much like the Cowboys in the sense they're very offensive driven, but defensively they have to score they have to score sixty points. Do you know what I mean in order to win the game, and that is not sustainable at all. So, but. 
I, I do think they'll come third as a pre, as like, you know, a before season thing. But I wouldn't be surprised if Carolina went third with, you know, Moore, Anderson, CMC, you know, that offensive talent than they had. And including Jeremy Chin on the defense, who was a great safety. Great. Yeah, no, I, I generally quite like the Panthers. I think they've got a, a good young defense, which is which is what you want. I, I'm guessing you don't you don't really agree, so you're not a massive fan of or is it just Sam Darnold that's pulling you down on the Panthers? Yeah, I, I mean I like what the Panthers have done. Um, you know, on the defensive side of the ball, I think and even offensively you've got obviously C Mac, uh, DJ Moore. It's just something about the Falcons, I think Matt Ryan could see them through to just at least get in the third position. I don't think the Falcons are as bad as people are making them out to be. No, that's that's fair. I mean, we got the addition reason. of Kyle. Oh, you got the sorry, you got the addition of Kyle Pitts in there as well. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, they lost Julio. I get it. Yeah, but I still think that they they'll be decent. It, it could go either way. I mean, it, once again, second, third, and fourth are up for grabs. Could go either way. Yeah, it's good. It's going to be interesting watching some of these these divisions as they you know work themselves out towards the end of the season i've, I've said it before i think the the nfl really likes having lots of divisional games stacked towards the end of the season because it really affects these playoff races makes it a lot more exciting um and well we're out of the south we'll finally come round to the east we put it at the end so alex couldn't talk about the patriots all the way through but he managed <laughs> it anyway uh, <laughs> we'll start with the bills because you know the bills got to the afc title game last year I feel like they should have lost to the Colts in the wild card game, for, you know, just just the way the way I saw the game going. I don't know if they've really changed too much in the bill. I've not heard a lot about the Bills other than Cole Beasley's random thoughts spewing out into the ether. Mm. I mean, in the draft, um, defensively, they're they're going to be much better than they were last year. Um, some of the draft picks that they got um, in Carlos Basham, Gregory Rousseau. Um, I think they're definitely going to be a lot, lot more solid defensively, which is something that may have cost them last year, um, yeah. unfortunately. But I think for me, I really think the Bills are onto something with Josh Allen as their QB. I think they've got a very, very uh, good receiver. Um, I, I, I personally... Would love to see the Bills at the Super Bowl. Um, yeah, you know, I, it's just one of those teams that I kind of just root for in a way. Just maybe may more out of pity <laughs> for them losing four Super Bowls in a row. But um, they they do always seem to be on the edge of it as well. It's not like you're rooting for somebody who's never going to get there. It's that you know that there's a team that's like. Yeah, I could see them doing something this year, and then they don't. And yeah, I could see them doing something, and they don't. And now they finally are. They're getting bringing in digs to really open up the offense with Josh Allen is is massive trade for me. Yeah, Alex, are you are you a, are you a fan of? Well, I mean, not a fan I'm of the Bills. But <laughs> how's how's the how are the Bills shaping up for you, Alex? It pains me to say, but yeah, you know they. I think even like two. Years ago, you know, they've always been in that, you know, winning 10 games, winning nine games, only really losing out to the Patriots by like two. I just think they have pieces. They just don't know how to arrange them on the chessboard. I think Stefan Diggs, adding Stefan Diggs, really helped that offense, you know, absolutely electric. Josh Allen, I think he's got a cannon. Cannon of an arm. I think he's a lot more accurate now. I think his mobility is brilliant. I think. 
I think he reads the game a lot better. I think the defensively, you know, you're looking at Matt Malone. You're smart. Obviously, they've added um, better uh, edge edge rush with Gregory Russo. I think the only thing that's letting the Bills down really is the run game. And, you know, we look at Dev, um, Devin Singletary and Moss, like, they're, they're decent running backs. It's not like they've got really bad running backs. It's just, I, I don't know what it is. They just can't do the run game. And I, I love I that they're a very, very pass-heavy team. And their defense is, is great. It's a better defense than last year. I think they'll be in the top of the division. I think there's no one really debating that but I just think they really need to improve on the run game if they want to go further into the playoffs so for example into the Super Bowl yeah no I think I think you're right they they do even with all the the pieces like you said they do have all the pieces for the run game but it just doesn't seem to come off for them I mean I was personally just hoping for Christian Wade to come out there in the playoffs and break off a massive run for god knows what reason but we'll see he's he's still hanging around I think Next, uh, Alex's favourite team, the Miami Dolphins, and uh, his favourite quarterback, Tua Tungavailoa. Tua entering his first real season as a starter. And again, an offence that on paper should be pretty excellent. Are you a little bit worried about the Dolphins' offence, Alex, coming into this season? Yeah, the Dolphins' are. Oh, I'm losing the plot now. The Dolphins' offense is great. You know, Mike Gesicki, Jalen Waddle. You're looking, you're looking at Will Fuller after after week one as well. So their wideouts are great. Uh, Tua Tungvaloa. Hopefully, he improves on his game. I just think he made uh, poor decisions. You know, got benched a couple of times last year, but he was a rookie. It happens to everyone, and I, I, I think it applies to Mac Jones this year. A rookie will make a lot of mistakes. What will determine a rookie's potential is if they make the same mistakes twice. And I think mm-hmm. to determine the Dolphins' future, obviously, whether how, how good Tua plays. I'm just not really confident in their offensive line. Obviously, um, they've got uh, one of their starting offensive linemen uh, with COVID, so that's gonna that's obviously going to affect the Week 1 game against us. I still think their defence is great, despite, you know, losing Carl Van Noy. Um you know they've you got, got Xavier a great second... Howard, Byron Jones. Xavier so Howard, is Byron be... Jones. It's a it's a great secondary. I, I have to. I think the Bills will go first. I I don't know who goes second. I really don't. I think the Patriots are too new to predict. They're really too new. You know, if you look at their tight tandems, when when the Patriots really were great in the league is when they had their two tight ends. You know, Watson and Gronk or Gronk and Hernandez. They finally got to Henry and Johnny Smith, you know, Hunter Henry being a good run blocker as well, Johnny Smith like being quite you look um, Damien Harris, I think I think all of you can agree that Damien Harris very good running back and I think we've got a top five or top ten to be safe offensive line, definitely one hundred percent. I think we're gonna rely a lot on the run game because we're a very play action heavy game with the tight ends coming in, Nelson Aguilar the good deep threat. I'm just not really confident in Kendrick Bourne. They're not, you know, they're not the best of players at all, really. But no. defensively, you know, you look at the preseason, it was it was insane. Patriots were creating, you know, Matt Judon. Personally, I thought Matt Judon would be a good signing, but he's turning into a great signing. You know, the amount of pressure he was getting, you know, Mitch, if you think about Josh Uche, Matt Judon, Chase Winovich, you look at those. You look at those linebackers, including Carl Van Noy. You, it's it's kind of wow. And although you've lost Stefan um, Stefan Gilmore for six weeks, you've added Jalen Jalen Mills, C. Jackson. 
And you've still got a good safety in Devin McCourty. So I think the defence could be top five because it was top 10 last year. So it could be top five. I think what will go two or three is the offence. And I think that's the same for Miami. It's a very defensive driven league, this. And I know the Jets are improving as as we speak, you know, with Zach Wilson. I think Zach Wilson is a good quarterback. He showed us that in the preseason. I, I think the Jets will finish last, but I think they should expect a lot more wins than they normally do. Robert Salah, I think, is a great coach. Their defensive line's heading heading in the right in the good direction. I just think CJ Mosley that was ridiculous. Um obviously, um, you know, CJ Mosley really under really underperforming. I do like their safety as well. I, I think Elijah Moore will do uh, with the Jets. So I think it will Miami slash Patriots. I can't really tell. I'm sure you'll have more insight into that. And I think the Jets will be last. Well, yeah, I was fly, flying through the division. Thanks, Alex. <laughs> I think my, my issue with the, the Pats is you've got nobody on the, like you say, nobody on the perimeter. There's nobody for Matt. Matt Jones is going to have a tough year, I think in terms of finding people to throw the ball to. Because you've got Johnny Smith and Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry, I'm saying, plays, you know, 60% of the season, maybe. Is Matt Jones going to be able to dink and dunk down the field like Brady used to? Because the whole thing with the Patriots was, you know, he just keeps going and going and going, and eventually he'll get there. Is Matt Jones going to be that perfect quarterback like Brady was? I'm I'm not sure. Yeah, I... Uh, it's hard. It's hard to compare someone to the obviously the greatest of all time, yeah, Mac Jones. Exactly. I think he's he's not a playmaker. He's not a massive like run out in the pocket. Short, you know. He's he's very accurate. He's very accurate. He's very careful with the ball. We saw that with his QBR rating in Alabama. You can say they were open, but he's had to throw to them. He's had to throw to them. He's he's had to do a lot of that stuff. And I think I think he's nice already. I think how well he performs depends on the offensive line. But he's up against some great defenses this year. So. Interesting. So, how are you thinking? Who comes out on top between the Dolphins and the Pats? And is it all just down to which quarterback plays the best? I personally think the Pats will get the second place. Um, I don't think it's just down to the quarterback. I think the Patriots have done really well um, in their defensive recruitment. Once again, it's that old saying, it's down to coaching again. I just mm-hmm. believe in Bill. Um, I don't think he can... Risk well, he he doesn't want to have another season like like last year yeah. uh, under his belt, and I think yeah, he's definitely he, he's got that fire in him, um, which you know so many few of us have uh, to try and you know do better. And I think yeah, I, I can see them finishing second, Dolphins third, um, Jets sadly will um, they'll be competitive. They're not going to be uh, not going to be one of the worst teams. Um, could be a top five team, but I don't know. I think yeah, if we're looking I, at no, I think they might. I, I honestly, I think with the, the Jets, a lot of people are kind of thinking this is a, a new dawn. But I think Zach Wilson has got less people to throw to than Matt Jones does, and he's not got yeah. a running back pedigree. Like that offense is not good. Yeah, defense. I mean... Yeah, okay, but I mean they've got eight players out already. I like Robert Salah a lot, but oh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm liking the connection he's got with Elijah Moore, but I think, yeah, you're absolutely right. He's doesn't have the weapons at the moment. Um, a lot more, he, a lot more needs improvement. I'm not convinced that Wilson was the answer anyway. To be honest, I've, I've, I wasn't. I was more high on Justin Fields than Zach Wilson. But let let's see what happens on over the weekend. 
Yeah, it's 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 going to be an interesting one. We're only a few days away from finding out. We're on to our final division, the NFC East. Last year's absolute trash bag should take a step forward, but I think half of it's going to take a step forward. I mean, the Washington football last year, more rotating than office chairs at the quarterback. It was, it's crazy to think that Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to be considered a steady hand, but compared to everybody they had coming in and out of last year, you can do a lot worse than Ryan Fitzpatrick. Exactly. I, mean, he's, um, I, I love his character. I just think he's going to just bring that place to a real, I don't know, just, just a better atmosphere. Um, I think it's what they need there as well, isn't it? He needs yeah. to he can lead them and pick them up because Rivera is the, the tough one. If you get Fitzpatrick in there just playing like, you know, yeah. this is one of my last seasons. Exactly. And they've got, they've got effective players on the offense. I mean, the running game, uh, Antonio Gibson is is mm-hmm. my pick to be a top five running back this season. JD yeah. McKissick can catch the ball out of the backfield. Jarrett Patterson, I mean, if you look at the stats he produced, I know Buffalo, um, as in Buffalo Bulls, the college team, you know, they, they have an effective running game, but the numbers Jarrett Patterson put up in college was just absolutely crazy. Um, you've then got receiving court of Terry McLaurin. You, you've You've got Curtis Samuel, um, the stand, and, and yeah, they drafted Diami Brown from North Carolina, um, UNC. So, uh, Logan Thomas, a lot of people keep yeah. talking about him. Um, the offensive line is decent, the defense is absolutely amazing. I mean, Chase Young, um, you know, what a rookie season for him. He's just going to get stronger and stronger. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at him, Montez Sweat. For me, they're they're the division winners in my eyes. Uh, As long as Fitzmagic stays fit, I think they'll be okay. They'll win the division, not comfortably, but I think they'll win it. Um, I think... um, Actually, sorry, I forgot about the Cowboys. I was going to say, I was like... I don't don't know. No, 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 no. (laughs) I'll take that back. I I was thinking about the... For some reason, the Cowboys slipped my mind. The Cowboys <laughs> will win the division. There we go. I do, yeah. yeah, I don't. I just don't think Fitzpatrick can can keep the rhythm going I, for. I for told you, I'm exhausted. Well, actually, don't I? So. <laughs> we're at the end. We're at the end. Don't worry. So just a yeah. few more minutes is fine. Alex, how are you finding the the Washington Football Team lining up? I really like their defense. I, I really do. I think on the offense, you know, Terry McLaurin. I think he's an underrated receiver. I love your take on Antonio Gibson. Really agree with you there. Same McKissick. I think Logan Thomas as well. I think I think he was I think he was imagining to be like in a really good tight end, you know, last year. So that should be interesting. I really like as well how their backup in the preseason and obviously against your books sucks. So I think as well. But we all know Washington, they play like a base four three, they play four D diamond three, three linebackers. And you look, I think Jonathan Allen should be mentioned as well. I think I think he covers run games really, really well. And I think that's what make Wash that's what makes Washington quite a good defense. You know, their run defense is crazy. They can cover inside runs, they can cover outside runs. It forces you to pass. I think the Giants, you know, I think the Giants it's just their offensive line. Their offensive line's really, you know, lacking them down. They've got Barkley, they've got Kenny Golladay, you know, who's who's a good receiver. 
they've got Evan Engram, who's a good, who's a, who who could be and a really amazing tight end if you could catch. Um, but you know, you got um, you got Bradbury, you got Blake Martinez, who I think is the most underrated player in the NFL. If I'm being totally honest, Blake Martinez, my best friend's a Giants fan, so um. You know, I've watched his tape. I think Blake Martinez is fab. I think the only problem with the Cowboys um, competing for second, in my opinion, is it's just their defense. You know, offensively, they're stacked. Offensively, they should be the best in the NFL. You know, Ezekiel Elliott, Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb. You know, their offensive line when healthy. I, I really like the addition of Michael Parsons. I think that'll make a difference to their defense. I just don't think it's enough to win the division. Well, I think... I think yeah, you you touch on the the Giants and the Cowboys there. The Giants have yeah got a pretty stacked offense, and it's going to really be a a real acid test of a year for Daniel Jones because I think what the front office have done is said, all right, we'll we'll get rid of any excuses. He's going to have people to throw to. They've not addressed the offensive line, which is like we say a really big issue. But if things go bad in New York this this season, I'm not expecting Daniel Jones to be back for another year. Say same for Saquon. If he can't put together, you know, at least sixteen games this season and and look pretty good doing it, it's going to be very interesting when it comes to contract time. Their defense is good, but could be a little bit better. I mean, and then the the same for the Cowboys as well. Suk, how are you how are you feeling about the Giants and the Cowboys? I I honestly think it's a free horse race for the division. Um, the Eagles really? will not be contending no. <laughs> uh, this year. Um, the Giants aren't bad as people make them out to be. They are really good defensively. If Daniel Jones can just find that connection and cut out those errors, mm-hmm. then he, they potentially could end up being... They could end up surprising a few people. I, I don't. I think they'll definitely have somewhat of a, a decent record, but whether or not that's good enough for the playoffs remains to be seen. There's just been a lot of noise at the Giants, particularly in training camp about, you know, pretty much every player retiring, whoever, <laughs> you know, joins the team. So I think I don't, I don't, I do worry about the coaching stuff, but for me, I think you've got to give it to Prescott. Their offense is going to be absolutely awesome this year. Yeah. Um, and yeah, uh, Cowboys will win that division for me. No, I think I think you're right in that the Giants do have that potential. I just think it's too big of an if on Daniel Jones. I I last season I was coming into it thinking he could have a really good season this year, and he just showed all the wrong things. There was some horrendous fumbles, uh, there was ridiculous interceptions. He just did not look comfortable. And again, it comes down to the offensive line, which you know comes down for so many teams that we've talked about today. But I, I just don't see them them making that step up. And it's going to be pretty hard when you've got Washington, who look to have improved. The Cowboys, as long as, I mean, they were on pace for, what, like 6,000 yards passing with Dak in there, with an, hopefully an improved defense, like you were saying, um, Alex. The Eagles are completely out of this. <laughs> Sorry, Eagles fans. I, if I was Jalen Hurts, I'd be worried about all the whispers and the noise coming out of Philadelphia about them looking at other quarterbacks because if you're not there to you know this this is the perfect time for you to s- cement your standing on a team nothing's really expected of you mm. you can't blame the Eagles for at least looking I mean at the well, end of the day they, do didn't, this year, though? they didn't they didn't draft a QB so they didn't yeah. you know completely yeah. you know 
how how much you know is it just rumors um you know that's true because they would have drafted a qb had, had that been the case i just, i just don't i feel like there's such a disconnect between the eagles front office the eagles coaching staff i just, i i feel like you know even though they've got rid of uh, peterson last year and they've brought somebody else in i they don't seem to be a franchise that's on the up i i didn't agree with the peterson no, last year they were so injury hit they they weren't a strong roster anyway um they're, they're getting a little bit older it seems odd because they're kind of in a rebuild but they're not at the same time because they've got a lot of old players around mm. still yeah especially on the offensive line yeah and that again like, well, and that's the thing it's this key key to everybody's successes so i uh, i mean i've got this division ending up cowboys washington giants eagles yeah which uh, I don't think too many people can have too many arguments with, other than maybe Giants and Eagles fans, and maybe some Washington fans as well. And that's that's us around the league in eighty-ish minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Went way above that. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, yeah, we, we, we're doing all right. We're doing fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so all, all we'll do, we'll just do one quick little round of Super Bowl picks. Honestly, <laughs> I've got Niners over the Bills. Um, I've got Chiefs over the Rams. NFC. Yeah, the NFC is really difficult, I think, isn't it? I'll say the Rams. Okay, Alex, who are you thinking? Chiefs over Rams, but I I can't be boring. I've got to go with something different, so I'm going to go with Chiefs over Bucks. Wow, that'd be quite interesting. I don't know how many. I don't think we've had any. Proper rematches. Yeah, we've had Bills Cowboys um, in the late eighties, early nineties, or whatever. Those games don't count. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so we'll have a just a, a quick look at Week One because it's coming up very, very, very fast on us now. Obviously, we were saying before, Bucks Cowboys is kickoff Friday morning for us guys over here. You didn't sound too confident about uh, <laughs> going one and over there, so deep. Yeah, I think I still think we'll go. I have to go for the box win. Um, yeah. Just hearing some news that Chris Godwin has picked up an injury, so we mm. he's on the injury report. Whether or not he misses any game time remains to be seen, but he's he's doubtful. But I still think we'll be okay. But I think I think we'll be losing at halftime and have to come, make a comeback. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the Cowboys are going to be missing Zach Martin because he's tested positive for COVID. Alex, are you seeing yeah. the Bucks taking it over the Cowboys? Yeah, I reckon so. Okay, well, we'll just flick through a few a few more of the games. Uh, Colts, Seahawks. Obviously, I'm going to go Seahawks. Yeah, I'll go Seahawks for this one. Uh, what else? Oh, Texan. Go as well. Sorry, there we go. I'll give Thank my bits. Apologies. <laughs> uh, Texans, Jags. Jags. Yeah, Jags. I think Jags. I think so. Falcons, Eagles. Oh, wow. Falcons. Falcons for me. Yeah, I think the Falcons have got to take that. Uh, the football team over the Chargers. I think I'll take oh. the football team. I'll take football team just for the home advantage, I'd say. Yeah. Take team. You <laughs> take that team. Uh, Bills, Steelers. That is a great kickoff week game. Mm. Bills. I'd go for I mean, Bills. I think the Bills, the Bills should do it based yeah. on what we've been talking about today. Lions 49ers is 
got to be the 49ers. Forty Niners, but you never know. Jared Goff against the Niners, <laughs> never know. Uh, Bengals Vikings and the Bengals surprise the Vikings. I think the Bengals will do it. Yeah, yeah I think the Bengals could take the Vikings cold. That that wouldn't surprise. That could be an upset of the week right there. I would thought. Mm. Uh, Panthers Jets. I would Panthers. Say Panthers. Panthers. Yeah, Sam, Sam Donald gets his revenge. <laughs> Titans Cardinals. That's. I like that Titans. Matchup. Interesting. Titans, though, wouldn't that? Yeah, I think the Titans have, have got the stronger D. Oh, I don't know. That's going to be interesting. I, I I might enjoy watching that one. Uh, the later games, Chiefs-Browns. Oh, I'm Browns going to go for like... a hot take on this. I'm going for Browns. To get <laughs> I'm going to go Browns. <laughs> I'm going to go Browns, too. Although I have Chiefs winning the Super Bowl, I'm still going for Browns to win this. Oh, they they pushed the Chiefs so close in, but... in the playoffs. Change your mind. I'm going to go Chiefs. The Browns haven't won a week one game since I think it was 2006, something like that. So I am going to go Chiefs. I'm These are Chiefs. the new Browns. It's the new Browns, mm. the, the Greys or whatever. Alex, Patriots, Dolphins. Oh, this is tough for me. It really is. I think I'm going to go Patriots. New look, new team. There's no tape. Yeah, Patriots for me. Yeah, I think they're going to storm to her. There's a reason I picked them in my fantasy draft for their defense. Yeah, <laughs> Giants Broncos. That's a decent match for the Broncos to start with. Mm. I'm going to go Broncos. I think they've got better offensive talent. Um, I think Broncos just. Yeah, that could be quite an interesting one. Saints Packers. Oh, this this week is throwing up some great games. Packers. Go. Yeah, Green Bay. Yeah. Uh, Rams Bears. Rams Rams. Yeah. And then. Monday, who picked who picked this for Monday Night Football? Raiders, Ravens. Ooh. So I'm not going to enjoy that game. I'm, I'm I, don't, go... I don't think I want to watch that. I'm going to go for the Ravens. I'm going to go for Raiders. I, I, I think first game, new stadium. Yeah, with the fans, there's, they're going to be really up for it. I just see an upset. I could see that, especially with the. <sighs> oh, I don't know. That's that's going to be that's going to be a toss up. That I think. Cheers. Is going to be too strong, I think. In my yeah, opinion, I think to... I, th- I think they are the 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 standout between those two. That's going to be a it's going to be a fun week one, guys. I'm I'm quite excited and looking forward to this now. It's going to be it's going to be some good games coming on. Um, thank you both for joining me for this preview into the season and week one. Obviously, we will be recording our recap shows, recapping every game in sometime painstaking detail as we go through the NFL with you guys. Thank you very much for joining us, Suk, on your massive list of podcasts. Yeah, I just want to get out of it, to be honest. No disrespect. (laughs) I'm exhausted. (laughs) Alex, thank you so much for all the insight that you provided today. Yeah, No worries. No worries. I'm going to get out of my car in a moment. (laughs) Oh, bless you. Um, Thank you, Ryan, as well, you know, for... Doing the Damn, hosting juice once again, is, man. You're doing a fantastic job. Great. This is great Absolute fun. Legends. I'm loving it. We will see you all, or you guys will hear us all as we recap the week one matches. Obviously, don't forget we've got the NCAA college podcasts recapping those matches. We'll also be back with the Roger Goodgrove's officiating podcast, breaking down all the calls that made you throw your beer in the air and scream at the refs, and then Roger will tell you why you were wrong. So we've got a lot of podcasts coming through. Make sure you're subscribed to the channel. And thank you all for listening. Take care, guys.
Thank Bye. you. Bye. Bye.